Welcome to the Feel and Find Out podcast. I'm your host, Raquel DeLucia, and I'm a licensed marriage and family therapist and solo private practice owner. I have spent my career helping adults and couples understand themselves and their emotions so that they can be more authentic in their lives and relationships. I am here to help you find out who the F you are by actually feeling what you feel. It's time to change the way we view our emotions, our inner world, and the way we communicate so that we can thrive in our relationships, our businesses, and truly align with our felt sense of self. I am bringing you clinical insights from the therapy room, personal lived experiences, as well as some experts in the mental health industry and beyond. So take a deep breath and let's feel and find out. Hello, hello. Welcome back to Feel and Find Out. Today we are going to talk about our emotional origin story. So I want you by the end of this episode to really have a sense of what were the messages you received in your upbringing, in your family of origin about emotions and what which of those messages did you internalize and carry with you into your adult life, into your romantic relationships, into the way that you view emotions now, into the way that you process emotions now, okay? And what are the ways in which you want to rewire and recondition yourself to view and feel about emotions? So in order to do this, we need to first look back at what were the rules surrounding emotional experiences in your home? Now, these rules may have been stated or they may have been implied. So thinking back, you know, if you or someone in your family were feeling something big, what were the rules about it? Were you allowed to share it? Were you allowed to feel it? You know, was it welcome in your household, in your family to say, I feel really sad? What about when... Perhaps a death occurred. Maybe a, an animal had to be put to sleep or a bigger scale, a grandparent passed away. How did your family cope with grief? How is that talked about? So many clients I have have shared, well, we had to put you know, my childhood dog down and we never talked about her again. We didn't cry about it. I had to go in my room and cry alone without my family knowing. So in that case, the rule, the implied rule about emotions is, we don't feel here. We don't talk about how we feel. That's probably the number one rule that I have heard clients share. We don't talk about how we feel. Now I want you to think if that was the rule of your home, have you carried that into your life now? Look at your current relationship. Do you talk about your feelings? Do you avoid them? Or when your partner tries to talk about their feelings, are you receptive or are you dismissive? The next question to ask yourself is what type of home did you grow up in? Was it emotionally void or was it emotionally charged? Were there a lot of emotions in your home? Were there big feelings? Was there a lot of anger? Was there high reactivity? Did you see yelling, fighting? Did you see your parents or caregivers communicate by yelling and fighting? Did everything have to be charged up? Does that just feel very natural to you? So that now, perhaps to get heard, to get your point across, you are you know, you have to yell or you feel like you have to have a big expression. And how does your partner respond to this or your kids? Is this off-putting to them? 
So when we talk about the conditioning that we receive about emotions and the messages we receive in our family of origins, you have to ask yourself, was it safe for me to express how I feel? Was it safe for me to have feelings in my home? That is the question that will take you to the place of finding an answer. Because if it wasn't safe, you know, and safe means I could share that I was upset and somebody would listen to me. Somebody would comfort me, validate my feelings. Unsafe is negating how I feel. Tell me I'm stupid for how I feel. Tell me my feelings don't make sense or don't matter or that I need to get over it, suck it up. These are all very unsafe messages surrounding emotion. What about crying? When you would cry as a child, what response did you get from your caregiver, your adult in your life, your parent? Was it, oh, stop crying. What are you crying about? I'll give you something to cry about. Boys don't cry if you're a boy. Wipe your face off. Fix your face. Come on now, get it together. Get over it. Can you imagine? Can you recall that being your story? And the way this impacts us is that When you have a feeling now in your current life, what do you notice happening in your body? What do you tell yourself about that feeling? When you cry now, what do you do with it? Do you just let it happen? Do you release the energy and the emotion that that crying is meant to do? Or do you shame yourself? Say, oh my gosh, I don't know why I'm doing this. You know how many clients I have who begin getting tearful in a session and apologize to me? Oh, I'm so sorry. Oh my gosh, I can't believe I'm doing this. I wasn't going to do this today. You can imagine where that discomfort with having an emotional experience came from and what the response was to their tears when they were growing up. It was not welcoming. It was not loving. It was not safe. It was not accepting or validating It was shaming, shunning, dismissing. And now that is what they do to themselves. Were you told to put your big girl pants on, right? Or just pull up your bootstraps and keep on going. You know, what were the messages? What were the messages you received? What were the messages you heard about feelings? And what were the messages you internalized and carried with you? Not all messages that we receive growing up, you know, become part of our narrative about ourselves and others. Many of them do, not all of them. Some we very much outwardly reject. So for instance, you know, growing up in a household where there was a lot of reactivity, so everything was emotional, right? You did something, said something, Your parent was going to be upset about it. They were going to take it personally. You know, did your parent ever, you know, if you got into trouble, did they make it about them? Oh gosh, how am I ever going to deal with the stress you caused me? You know, oh, you make me so upset. It's so hard raising you. What did I ever do to deserve this kind of treatment from you? You learned then that everything you did was going to be felt deeply by someone else, which is pretty confusing, right? Because you then start to move away from, how did I feel about that thing I did? I know how mom felt about it. And I don't like the way I feel hearing how mom felt about it. Now I'm actually frustrated at mom for having a feeling about my situation. And the way I felt about what I did or experienced has now been clouded over by someone else's emotion. So how does that show up in present life? Well, in your adult life and an adult relationship, are you hypersensitive and hyper aware to what it is your partner's feeling about you all the time? If they appear to maybe have had a bad day, do you personalize that? Oh my gosh, this is because, you know, I didn't unload the dishwasher 
when I should have. And therefore, they're upset with me. Therefore, they think I'm a bad partner. They, maybe they don't even love me. I mean, just, just have you ever experienced that spiral? How about when a partner's angry at you? Do you respond with accountability? Like, okay, I can see that you're really upset right now that I, you know, forgot to do that thing you asked me to do. That makes sense. I get that. I'm so sorry. You know, I'll be more aware and, and keep track of my tasks and, and my the things that I say I will do and I will follow through next time. Or are you defensive? Well, I shouldn't have to be doing that stuff for you in the first place. Why can't you do your own stuff? Don't you know how much I have to do around here? What is your experience? What description best reflects your dynamic? How do you respond to the emotions of those around you, particularly either your friends or your romantic partners? I think it's going to show up more intimately with your romantic partners, and that will more so mirror the response you had when your parents felt a certain way growing up. But that's for you to kind of go inside and really, you know, feel through. You know, very oftentimes, one person whose origin story is, my home was emotionally charged and we felt everything all the time. Emotions were overwhelming. Everybody was flooded. Ends up with someone who has the story of, we didn't talk about feelings in my home. It was emotionally void. You had to suck it up and move on. So you can imagine how this relationship plays out, right? With these two very opposing stories and dynamics surrounding emotions. How about how you respond to the emotions of those around you. So how would you respond to your parent who is angry all the time? How would you respond to your parent that was shut down and maybe incredibly non-emotional? How would you respond to a parent that perhaps was sad? Did you have a parent with mental health, you know, persistent mental health issues like depression or bipolar disorder, where at times they were energized and excited and ready to go and wanted to do all these things with you, and other times they couldn't get out of bed and were very absent. You know, So now in your relationships, how do you respond to the emotions of those around you? What happens in your body? What do you start to think to yourself? What does it mean about you that your partner is feeling a certain way? What meaning do you assign to their emotions or their emotional state or their lack of emotion? Now, if you're a parent Do you notice behaving in the same ways to your emotions that your parents behaved toward yours? So when your kids are upset, what are you doing? Are you able to see and hear what they're experiencing and help them regulate themselves? Because that's what it all comes down to. It is highly likely that your parents did not have a very robust regulatory system. It is also likely that their parents didn't have that right? So how can you teach regulation to your kids if you don't have it within yourself? It is damn near impossible. You're going to teach them what you know. You're going to continue to pass down that generational message of these emotions are okay, these emotions are not, or emotions are weak, they're pointless, use your head, be logical, ignore how you feel, or We can't talk unless we are in the thick of intense emotional flooding and that's how we communicate and that's how we show love. So I really want you to sit with this and reflect. What is the messaging that you received about emotions from your family of origin? So that's one one piece. And what is the messaging that you internalized about emotion? What is it that you believe about your feelings today? They might be the same exact thing. Your messaging might directly reflect what you internalized 
and what you now believe, or you may have pivoted somewhere and said, I'm not, I'm not going to subscribe to, you know, the beliefs my parents held about emotions. It would take some significant self-awareness to disrupt those patterns. You may not even be aware how that plays out in your life. I'm just curious, you know, what are your beliefs now about feelings? Are they the same or are they different? And how do those beliefs impact your current relationship? How do those beliefs impact your view of self? So if you believe emotions and feelings are weak, what then happens when you have a feeling? Because guess what? You're going to have feelings. You're a human being. You're not a robot. And we've evolved to the point of having emotions be transmitted as signals from our brain. It's the interpretation we make of those emotions and what we do with them that really sets us apart as people. So if you internalized that emotions are weak, that they are pointless. When you feel emotion today, when you feel fear, when you feel sadness, when you feel nervous, maybe even when you feel love, when you feel joy, what does that mean about you? And what do you tell yourself about yourself? Do you tell yourself you're weak? A very common negative belief that I see my clients hold and carry with them throughout their lives is it is not okay to feel. It's not okay to feel, and therefore when they feel something, they shame themselves. They might withdraw from their partners. They might criticize other people if they feel like, oh, I'm feeling this way because of you. And all of that is due to the fact that they believe emotions are weak and pointless. So really sit with yourself, go inside, ask yourself the question, what is it I believe about my feelings, about emotions in general? Where did that come from? Was that taught to me? Was I conditioned to believe that? You know, did that come from maybe more so a romantic relationship? Maybe a very young relationship you had that molded the way you see yourself and how you feel. Nine times out of 10, it's going to come from your family of origin and the early messaging you receive. Here's the good news in all of this. Even though we received certain messages and even though those messages may have been internalized and become part of our foundation and how we feel about our emotions and how we express ourselves, we can always rewire and recondition. We can always reparent ourselves. And this is a large bulk of the work that I do with my clients is creating new cognitions to replace the ones that have been impacting them so negatively. So instead of it's not safe to feel, someone may want to believe it is safe to feel. My feelings matter. My feelings are okay and safe. You can get to a point where that feels true for you, despite what you grew up with. But you do need an awareness and understanding of where you are working from based on these early experiences. It is critical to the healing work. It starts with you telling yourself, it is okay that I feel this way. Noticing the discomfort that rises in your body when you start to have an emotion. Notice what you instinctively want to do with it and then do something else instead. Do that thing. Say that thing that you needed your caregiver to say or do. You absolutely have the power to do that for yourself to create that safe space to feel. So I hope you enjoyed hearing about this. You know, if at any time, anything that I, I share about in these podcast episodes strikes a chord with you and maybe feels uncomfortable, 
know that that's a window into a part of your life that might be worth exploring with the help of a therapist, okay? And that's perfectly okay if you decide that you want to walk alongside a clinician, a trauma-informed therapist, an attachment-based therapist to really take you through some of this, to to take you through some of these early messages and conditionings and, and how it impacts you now. So I just wanted to make sure that was stated explicitly here. Until next time, thank you so much for joining me. And remember, take a deep breath. It is always okay to feel.